Amen. Man, I've been ready to preach since about two hours ago. Got to get this show on the road. Got some pretty exciting things going on at the well, I guess, I must say. And you know, it's not, you know, it's pretty cool that uh, we got to partner and, and we got a building. That's pretty cool. There's a lot of other stuff going on, too. We're seeing people going into other communities. We're seeing people giving, giving on themselves like they've never given before. We see people leaning and, and finding identity in Jesus Christ at the well. Uh, as, you have pour, pour, you know, as you pour yourself out and, and as you have given and, and you've not held back. And, and seeing people in church that we would have never in a million years thought that we would see in church because they are crazy. You know, and, and having some people feel just uncomfortable because the person five seats down, the only, only reason they're five seats down is because you didn't want to be two seats down from them. You know what I'm saying? But that's okay. We're going into those places. We're going, in, we're going into the darkness. We're going into where other people are scared to go because we have the power of God resting inside of us, and we're going to say, we'll go. Then people get encouraged and, and finding hope and encouragement. As a matter of fact, I got a letter, and uh, Morgan gave me this today. This is her her brother, and I, I was talking to Kaylee uh, today. Kaylee uh, went to Haiti last year, and Haiti, Haiti last year, and, and uh, was doing some mission work over there. Uh, we know that uh, the Stolfas, Melissa, has been doing mission work for a long time. Now we're trying to support her. Uh, we've got Kevin who came and shared with you. We're trying to support him. We actually give every month to a church plant in Asheville, uh, and we're trying to support them. Uh, it's, 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 it's amazing. It's called Centrality Church, and if you know anything about Asheville, it is, a, it is a foreign mission field. An hour up the road, and I'm telling you, I've been there, and I'm like, I thought I was crazy. I'm like, this is crazy. But let me read you a, a letter from, um, decided that God was leading him to serve our country, and uh, he has went off to basic training, and this is what he says. He says, Dear Church, as a lot of y'all know, I am in basic. I am training to become a military police. I want to start off by saying thank you for the prayers that y'all have given me. I know your prayers are helping me. I go to church here, but it's nowhere near being close to worshiping with my fellow Wellians. I miss everyone tremendously. Once again, keep me in your prayers. Go and stay close to God. I must go, but I'll be in contact again. Till next time. Thirst, drink, pour. I love y'all, my church family. Thirst, drink, pour. If you remember, Keith was the young man that we baptized when we went on our men's retreat uh, up to Look Up Lodge. Look Up Lodge, right? When we went up there, we, we baptized Keith in the little lake, the little pond that they had there. Just slam dunked him right there. Lives are being changed all over the place. Today, the message is, is talking, uh, the title of the message is Jesus' Call. Jesus' Call. And what Jesus did, and it's amazing how God aligns everything the way that he does. And, and I didn't know Wesley was going to do that song because he lives at the end. And, and, and what Wesley said uh, before he sang that song, he said, you know, if Jesus had not come and gave his life on the earth and then ascended into heaven, you would have no hope of salvation. You would have no hope of, of anything that is good or right to be done in your life. You would have no hope of gift or power. You would have no hope of, of a future of life and, and, and wholeness in Him. You would have no hope, but you would be left hopeless, alone, and afraid. But because Jesus was called to do what He was called to do, and because He answered that call and, and went into the darkness, you have hope. That's what I want to talk to you about today. And the spiritual gift test, I'll explain a little bit more in a second, but it's a, a lot of what Wesley said is exactly right, is that this is to help you to see how you are gifted and the different ways that God has gifted you. You know, we have a lot of people who are gifted in a lot of different ways. And it might be that you would do really well in one area, but you'd be really terrible in another area. Okay, just because you're a Christian doesn't make you good at everything, right? It's like if I got up here and tried to sing along with Taylor, you would not be able to worship. I mean, you might cry, but it wouldn't be tears of joy. You know, I feel sorry for the people sitting right next to me. Especially when she gets to sing because she's so high, and I can't help but to try to keep up. So I'm like, yeah. I'm not gifted for that. So praise God for Wesley and, and the whole team of, of the worship team. We have different gifts. We have different talents and abilities. And God has, has gifted and talented you in many different ways. You might look and think, because you don't have the gifts that I have or the, the gifts that 
uh, Wesley has or the gifts that Mark or the gifts that Robert or, or Patrick or whoever else, you might look at them and say, well, I don't have those gifts, so I can't do that thing. But you see, God has gifted you in a specific way so that you can go into the places that he has called you to go. He's never called you to do anything that he won't equip you and empower you to do. If he's going to send you, he is going to send you and remember what the Bible says. He is that work in you. He will finish that work. It is him that, that works inside of you. He is the one that is going to get it done. Today we are looking at Jesus' call. There was uh, one other thing that I forgot to mention to you. As we, as we think about the bucket groups, I've started a new group on Wednesdays too. It is a bucket group. I just named mine. And it's called Life Flow. And this is just a really quick plug. Um, Life Flow is a group for men only. And it is a group for men who, who struggle with addictions, okay? Or who have struggled with addictions and want to find complete freedom in that through Jesus Christ. Now, don't get me wrong. This is not a, this is not a group just for... Uh, drug addictions. This is a group uh, that meets and discusses and talks and, and, and dives into scripture. We will be using Celebrate Recovery and we will be seeking freedom from all addictions, whether it be uh, drug addictions, alcohol addictions, pornography addictions, food addictions, power addictions, whatever it might be. We want you to live free in Jesus Christ. If you are free in Christ, you are free indeed. John 8, 6. And so if you would like to know more about that, uh, it's a group of men just like you, so no judging. It's a place uh, that is completely confidential, a place where it's okay to not be okay. Uh, we've, we had a meeting last week. We had a good core there, five people looking to expand that. We meet at the depot at 6.30. These are out at the VIP table if you want to grab one all, on your way out. All are welcome. All men are welcome. And please come. You may be able to pour into that group or you may be able to get from, but I, I have a feeling we're, we're going to do both, okay? We're going to live a little life together. All right, let's get into this uh, sermon here. I'm excited. Before we do, let's pray. Jesus, I pray that you would open up our eyes to see what you would have us to see, that you would open up our hearts to receive what you would have us to receive, God, that you would give, give us power to proclaim and power to hear. God, I pray that every word that comes out of my mouth would be your words of wisdom and your words to your people. God, that I would be able to get out of the way, that I would be able to, uh, to, to really stand behind the cross and proclaim what you have, that you have decided needed to be proclaimed. God, bless the reading and the hearing of your word. God, bless us as we seek to be known by you and to know you. Please, God, bless us as we go after you in this moment. You are all we need in Jesus' name. Amen. If you'll turn in your Bibles with me, we're in Ephesians, uh, continuing, in, in, continuing in Ephesians chapter 4. We're in Ephesians chapter 4, verses 7 through 10. Verses 7 through 10. Today's title of today's message is Jesus' Call. And and I, and I believe if we can understand Jesus' call, and if we can really believe in that, and if we can bring it inside of ourselves, and not just the salvation, that's not what I'm talking about. I, you know, you can be saved and be unfruitful. I believe that. I believe that you can be saved and know Christ, but needing to come to a place of wholeness, needing to come into a place of a realization of your gifts, so that you, then you can be used by God in a greater way. I believe that there is a more effective you as you grow in relationship with Jesus Christ. It's called sanctification. The closer you get to him, the more you mirror him, the more effective you are in your ministry. Okay? Had a guy talking about that a little bit last night. You know, what is your gift? You know, Andrew obviously is gifted in the guitar, tore it up over here. That's his gift. And though he might, be not, might not be proclaiming words, when he's playing that guitar like that, I see God moving. And he is using his gift to proclaim the word of God through a different form. And I don't know about you, but I saw the spirit of God in that. Now, let me tell you something right now. His age, you know how many hours he had to put in to get to that place for his gift to be that? Jesus Christ is calling you to recognize the gift that he is giving you and then go into training. We are offering training February 29th, and this is not, I'm sorry, March 1st. There's not a February 29th. We figured that out. We can do a lot of new things at the well, but we cannot change the calendar. 
March 1st, we're going to have a training, and we are going to help you to come into what God's called you to come into. You have a place here at the well. You have a place that you can serve. But he had to put a lot of time in that. He had to put a lot of time in that. So you need to be continually growing. Listen to what the Word of God says. Ephesians chapter 4, starting in verse 7. But grace was given to each one of us according to the measure of Christ's gift. Can we turn the lights up in here just a little bit? Somebody might be struggling a little bit to read. Uh, not on me. <laughs> I see my Bible. <laughs> Thanks, guys. Um, let's start over. But grace was given to each one of us according to the measure of Christ's gift. Therefore, it says, when he ascended on high, he led a host of captives, and he gave gifts to men. In saying he ascended, what does it mean but that he had also descended into the lower regions, the earth? He who descended is the one who also ascended far above all the heavens that he might fill all things. Wesley did not, did not know how on point he was talking about the descending Christ into the lower regions that he might give his life to do his work and then ascending so that he might equip us to do our work. Right on the money. God never fails the first thing I want you to see is Jesus used his gifts to bless others. And remember, as we go through this sermon, I'm going to be showing you Jesus, which I try to do every single Sunday, because apart from what Jesus done, we cannot do what he's called us to do. So as we learn about Jesus and what Jesus did for us, we need to learn by example what God is calling us to do, because that is the only thing he is calling us to do, is to be like Jesus Christ and to do the work of God. The first thing is, Jesus used his gift to bless others. Read what it says, but grace was given to each one of us. Grace was given to each one of us, according to the measure of Christ's gift. But grace was given to each one of us. You see, there has been a measure of grace given to you. Jesus Christ came so that he could bless others. We are to be like Jesus in that we are to be poured out for the sake of others. Now, so many of us, we live in such a way that we get, 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 get. And that, that, that's even if you go to church every Sunday. I got to ask, and I'll put it right out there on the floor. How many Sundays have you come to the well even to come and come and get and get and get and get and get, yet you have not poured back into it yet? Whether that be financially, whether that be in a ministry, whether that be greeting someone. Maybe you're good with kids and you have not been released into that yet. And I say that because... We got, we got some people in place that, that we're, doing, we're doing okay. We're doing fine. I'm not saying, please come because we need you in these ministries. Don't hear me saying that. God will provide. I'm saying that you need to take the lid off of your Christianity, that you need to take the lid off of what God is wanting to do in your life because until your gift is realized and until your gift comes out, you're never going to feel whole. You're never going to reach that level of oneness with Christ that God is calling you to. He is calling you to a purpose. And if you stand in the corner and say, I will not go, I will not give, I will not pour, then you will not be whole. Okay? Jesus Christ came to bless others. Why did he come to bless others? Because he was doing a job, and the completion of that job involved blessing others. Now, there's a whole lot wrapped up into that. He loved you more than you could possibly imagine. As a matter of fact, he loved you more than his own life. So he loved doing his ministry, but he was doing his ministry for a purpose too. There is work to be done, guys. There is work to be done in your life and in the life of the well and in their city. When I told you we're not slowing down, we're not slowing down. And I'm, I'm asking you, I'm giving you the opportunity that God gave to me to be a part of a work that is amazing, to be a part of something that will reach farther than your life will live. Jesus was called to bless others, and so are you. So are you. We are to be like Jesus Christ in that we are to be poured out for the sake of others. You see, Jesus Christ, it says here that he came. It says, but grace was given to each one of us according to the measure of Christ's gifts. He came to bless others, but how did he come to bless others? How did he come to bless others? And I, as I read these scriptures, these questions come up. And if you see, you cannot give what you do not have. You cannot give what you do not have. Open your heart to the scriptures. It says, but grace was given to each one of us according to the measure of Christ's gift. 
So he came to bless you in line with the gifts that he had. Now, Jesus Christ was perfect God, came down to the earth to give you perfect gifts. But in the same way, we are not perfect. We are all sinful, but we have our gifts. And we are to use our gifts where they are to be used. And so as it says that Jesus Christ came to give grace to others to the measure, according to the measure of his gift, that he came to where he was needed to do what he was called to do with the gift that he had. You need to be searching for what your gift is and where you need to be serving and where you can be poured out. You cannot pour what you do not have. Now we can look at this on two different levels. One is salvation. If you don't know Jesus Christ, and we go back again, and the guy used it somewhat last night, if you do not have this right, if you do not have your relationship with God right, if you do not, if you not, if you do not possess the redemption that is offered through the shed blood of Jesus Christ alone, you cannot lead someone to wholeness because you cannot pour what you do not have. But even in that same sense, you can be saved and trying to pour and train someone in a certain area, but you don't have that gift, you don't have that training, you don't have that, so you cannot lead them to that place of wholeness as well. You need to find what God has gifted you with, and we all have different gifts. And that's what we're going to look at next week. That's why I wanted you to take this gift test right here. Okay? Now, this is not an end-all. This is... This might not even be the best one that we can find. There's actually a more in-depth one. There's a couple of more in-depth ones that I'd like for our bucket groups to go to, and, and we will one day. But this is a really good place to start. And if you look, it has, go, go ahead and grab your sheet. It has leadership, administration, teaching, knowledge, wisdom, prophecy, discernment, exhortation, shepherding, faith, evangelism. It goes on, apostleship, service, and helps, mercy, giving, hospitality one of these places in here you will be able to see where God has gifted you and we have ministries that correlate with almost every single one of these and as God reveals to you what it is that you're good at what it is that you can offer offer to the kingdom and to the church and to your own family then you need to go in that direction and, and strengthen and, and train and sharpen your gifts you cannot give what you do not have you cannot give what you do not have. And on the same hand, what we look at is, is that our gifts can be grown and added to. They can be grown and added to. Now, you may have the gift of discernment, and you, just, you can get around a certain person or a certain situation, and you can tell they're in distress. You can tell that they are needing. And so automatically, either they come to you or you come to them, and you can say, how can I pray for you? I don't, I don't, you don't have to raise your hand, but, but I wonder how many of you in here have people come to you all the time, and you don't even know why, and they just start sharing stuff with you. And you're like, I don't even know you. You start blushing. Don't tell me that. That is a good indication that God has blessed you with the gift of discernment the gift of care, the gift of mercy, and that God has blessed you in such a way that he knows that you have that inside of you and he's sending that person to you so that you can wrap your arms around them, so that you can love on them and be used by God in that moment to stretch across so many borders, to lead them into the presence of God. So many opportunities are lost because we don't even know we have that gift. So many opportunities are lost because we don't even know we have that call. So many of us think that we are called to just sit in the pew and listen to the preacher. Chair in this instant. But that's not right. You are called by God and gifted by God to go out and do what God has called you to do. It's no accident that he brought you into his kingdom. You see, Paul says in 2 Timothy 1.6, turn over there if you want. It'll be on the screen if you can't find it that fast. 2 Timothy I think it was that I just put him to the test. Is he gifted? Yes, he is. I wouldn't call him out like that. All right, 2 Timothy chapter 1, verse 6 says, For this reason, I remind you to... There it is. Somebody give that man a hand. I want to tell you something right now. Terry Korn is my hero. Because... You need to find where you're gifted to serve. But sometimes 
you have to go into a place where you're not gifted to serve and do it anyway. Because there's a bunch of people that won't do what they're gifted to serve. And we went to Love Worth Fighting for last night. And Terry is great leadership. Uh, he, he gets these guys rounded up. And we get in here and we get set up. And he's our team leader for the setup team. But he was called on for a different mission last night. He had the children. And I got a text that said, Brother, Ezekiel has pooped everywhere. And I thought, that man is my hero. And when I got there, Ezekiel was half-naked wearing Asher's pants. <laughs> Give that man a hand. I'm not kidding. <laughs> and a $50 bill. <laughs> Paul says in 2 Timothy chapter 2, uh, I'm sorry, 2 Timothy chapter 1, verse 6, he says, For this reason I remind you to fan into flame the gift of God, which is in you through the laying on of my hands. You see, what God says is that you are to be like Jesus, that you are gifted to go into dark places. You are gifted to, to do things that he's called you to do. But you know what else? You are gifted to impart, to show, enlighten others of their gifts and then teach them to go deeper into their gifts. You see what this is? This is disciples creating disciples and pushing them to where we are now as we grow out. This is disciples making disciples, which is like a fire catching flame. Woo! And it's uncontrollable, unstoppable, undeniable. It cannot be slowed down. Any of you have ever been fighting a forest fire, a brush fire? You better jump on it quick because if not, it grows and gets bigger and bigger and bigger and bigger and bigger. And it's like, oh my goodness gracious, this is terrifying. Now, I've been in the middle of one before and it's not, it's not pleasant. But on the other hand, also, it, listen to this, go ahead and put this up there. The tendency of any fire is to go out if left unattended. The tendency of any fire is to go out if it's unattended, if it doesn't have fuel. If it doesn't have fuel, the tendency is always to go out. Many of you have fireplaces in your house, I'm sure, and you heat by wood. What do you have to do? You have to keep shoving the wood in. You have to keep shoving the wood in. And even when you've got it full, what do you got to do? You got to poke it and prod it. So if you feel like I'm poking and prodding you, I am. <laughs> get to work. Come on, get the gift going. You got to stir it up occasionally. And Paul is telling us is that you've got to realize your gift and you've got to continually stay on that bad boy because it's going to die down. You're going to fade away. You're going to slow down. You're going you're to lose sight of Christ. We've got to be passionately pursuing Jesus every single minute of every single day. And when you stop and when you realize you've not pursued him today, that's okay. We're human. But you need to repent and get back into the presence of God. Okay? You may have, have known Christ in your life a long time ago, and you felt and you knew his presence, but you hadn't felt him in a long time. He's not left you. He's like, I'm over here. Come back. I am keep poking you. That's why you keep remembering me. He's wanting you to come back and stoke that thing right back up. Never get tired. Never get lazy. Keep stirring it. The second thing I want to show you is that Jesus used his gifts to lead and equip. Jesus used his gifts to lead and equip. Listen to what it says in verse 8. Therefore it says, when he ascended on high, he led, host, he, he led a host of captives and he gave gifts to men. Okay? It says in verse 8, therefore it says, when he ascended on high, he led a host of captives and he gave gifts to men. You see, Jesus Christ came to give gifts. That's true. He came to lead. He gave to, he came, he gave to lead people out of darkness into light, but he also gave gifts so that we would be equipped to do the same thing to those around us. Do you see? He's always creating someone to step in and do what he is doing. We are always to be training up those that would step into our place and do it better even than we are doing it. He is, he is calling to grow the thing that he started. He is calling for those that have fallen into his fold, that have come into his family, to do even more. 
So often we hesitate to lead people and train people because we are intimidated that they might take our place. Which is selfishness and foolishness. Because Jesus Christ himself is the one that said, these things that you've seen me do, greater things than these shall you do. You see, Jesus Christ is equipping people and leading people to a place that they would go further, that they would go, go farther than, they, than, than, than anything anybody has ever known. He's calling you out of your comfort zone. Out of your comfort zone. Jesus Christ gives to lead and equip. Like Jesus, you are called to lead people to freedom with your gift. Let me say this. Terry Korn, uh, and I don't want to make this a Terry show today, but... Um, just kind of a lot of things have been happening. But Terry said, he was actually being grateful this morning out there uh, when we was doing our um, VIP meeting and kind of getting some information together. He stepped up and he said, look, thanks guys to the setup team. You guys came in even earlier than you were supposed to be. It was amazing. Thank you so much. I want to reiterate that. And I want to say, a lot of you, a lot of you really don't give God enough credit. Because if you don't think that you have anything to offer, what you're doing is you're looking at God and saying, I don't think you knew what you were doing when you made me. God, I think you dropped the ball when you made me. I'm not really, I think you might have ran out of the magic dust. You know, you, your, your bag of gifts, you know, I came up and it was like you were reaching way down in there and you gave me this. There is, there is, I'm telling you, across the board, there are different members and different, different parts to this body, but they all exist to form one body. And if you didn't have your big toe, you'd fall on your face. The arm can't look at the eye and say, I wish I was an eye because we we're all eyes. We might be able to see really well, but can't hear, can't smell, can't reach, can't touch, can't feel, can't grab. You matter. You matter. And God made you for a purpose. He put the gift that he did in you so that you would fulfill your part of the body. And that setup team, I can go ahead. I bet I could get the Kidwell team up here. I could get the worship team up here. I could get the tech team up here. I could get everybody up here and say, how much has it benefited? How much easier has it been for you to do your ministry because they're doing their ministry? Hands down, I've talked to them. They'd say, you would not believe it. Well, praise God for the setup team. Amen? That's the way it is. When we do what God has called us to do, the lid's taken off. And we can reach farther and we can reach harder with more strength because we're doing what God has called us to do. Now, some of you, you have gifts that aren't as obvious as others. And that's, that's a given. That's good. That's not a bad thing. I have people that talk to me all the time and say, Brandon, I have my, my gifting. You know, I don't really like to be in front of people. I don't really like to be seen. I just want to do, you know, I just want to go behind the scenes and I'll put stuff together. I'll, I'll do all the stuff behind the scenes. I don't, you know, I like to be discreet. You know, what, made me, what, what this made me think of is that this type of person would be really good at realizing their flies down in the middle of a crowd. Because they're really good. They'll be like, you never even knew they just zipped their fly. You never even knew it. Others don't have that gift. They don't have that, they don't have that gift. They're too loud. You ever had in, been in the middle of a crowd and your fly's down? You have somebody look at you and say, your fly's down. Thanks a lot, man. Now everybody's looking at my fly. Now everybody's looking at my fly. But you see what I'm saying? Some of you have discreet gifts. And that's okay. That is okay. As a matter of fact, the discreet gifts are awesome because those are the type that I really do believe that God honors just amazingly. Because Jesus is the one that said, Don't let your right hand know what your left hand is doing. When you pray, go into the closet and pray and get on your face before God. And, and, and don't, don't be like the man who stands on a street corner going, Oh, Lord God, I thank you that I'm not like these crazy people. Huh. 
You know, God, God is, God continually throughout the word, boom, 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 boom. You go read it all the way throughout. It says, God opposes the proud, but what? Gives grace to the humble. God loves, God loves a, a person who loves to serve and not get any credit. It's so amazing. It's so amazing. Do not think that your gift is not important. Do not think that. As he goes on, he says, we, we, uh, when he ascended on high, he led a host of captives and he gave gifts to men. So, so don't think that your gift's not important. You, you, are, you have been called into this place, but you have been called into a place to lead others to salvation, to lead others to wholeness, but you have also been called into a place to equip them to do the same. You see, this implies, listen to what it says, this implies that they are not presently free, that prisoners are not the easiest to deal with. When he says that he led a host of captives, I want you to understand that it is not going to be easy to use your gifts to either lead or equip. This is not an easy task. This is not something that's going to be hunky-dory all the time. This is not something that's just going to be light and fluffy and, woohoo, I love Jesus. That's not what this is about. This is about rolling up your sleeves, getting your hands dirty, going into the houses that, that we've went into before, doing the things that we went to, sweating and having to wipe the sweat off your brow because you're doing the work of God. It says Jesus Christ descended into the lower regions. This means that you're going to have to come out of your comfort zone. You're going to have to deal with people that they've been prisoners. You know what the, the fact about a lot of prisoners is? Is that... Once they've been in that lifestyle for so long, what do they want to do? Stay in that lifestyle. We have this idea that, that we're going to go and, and tell them about Jesus, and they're going to be like, yeah, let's go. Oh, that's hardly ever the way it goes. You go and you talk with them, and they tell you you're dumb. Then they get to thinking about it. You go and you talk with them some more, and they're like, I don't know. You go and talk to them some more, and maybe they look at you and say, get out of my face. I never want to see you again. Shut your mouth. I don't believe that. You've done what you've been called to do. It's not easy. And then sometimes we go into those places and, and, we, and we do what we're called to do. And it might be with your mouth. It might be with your actions. It might be with, with the backdoor things that you do and set up so that someone else might get to that place of hearing the gospel. But when somebody comes, when a, when a life is given, when, when newness and when redemption happens, it's worth it all. And even when it doesn't, it's still worth it all. Remember, the journey with Christ is the goal. The destination is a hallucination. Jesus is the goal. He is the prize. He is the destination. And as, that's why I'm telling you, we go back to what I was saying, until you get plugged in, until you, until you are used by God, whether that is in your family, whether that is in your community, whether that is at your work, whether that is at this church, until you get plugged in, you will not realize what all God has done for you. It is time for us to take a step into that and move forward. Jesus doesn't just free them, he equips them to be effective, and, and I want, I want to Jesus Christ is doing something that seems almost impossible. Jesus Christ is doing something that seems almost impossible. Because what Jesus is doing is, is that he is raising up people to be like him, but he is living out that life in front of them so that they can see that. So you see, we have, we have two things to do. We have to get close enough to Christ ourselves so that we can fan into flame our gift and so that we can set the example for those that are coming up behind us. And then we have to turn and pour into them so that they can then be what God has called them to be. And I, and I use this analogy because I love my sons and I'm praying to God that I can equip my sons and I can be the type of man that I want them to be. But what I want you to think about is you should be who you want your son to be and train him so that when he is grown... He will be the man you wanted him to be and then train his son to do the same. And I've always told you from the very beginning that I believe with all of my heart that God has called you to change the world, okay? Have I always told you that? The way that I'm telling you that that happens is by changing and helping and leading those around you. 
You cannot pour into someone you do not know. You've got to gain relationships. And so you are to pour into your children. Pour into your wife, number one, if you're married. Pour into your husband, number one, if you're married. You seek God, pour into your family, pour into the things around you, and you live as you would have them to live and then lead them to do the same thing. And as this happened, it continually expands, just like that fire I was telling you about, that Jesus Christ is leading us to make disciples. Make disciples. Let's move on. Jesus was called, and he went. Listen to what the Scripture says. In saying he ascended, what does it mean but that he also descended into the lower regions of the earth? You see, God, God knew that there was no way for you to come out of death and into life without something tremendous happening, without a miracle, without being cleansed from sin. There was no hope of you gaining access to wholeness, to life, to heaven, to the Father, to complete unity with him. It was impossible. So he called on Christ to do what was, what was impossible for us to do, and Christ got the call. He did not push it aside. He did not question it. He was eager to do what he was called to do. He, he was gifted to do what he was called to do, and he went where he was called to go. Jesus was called, and he went. You know, some of this, some of this might seem a little tricky at times, but a lot of it boils down to this. Will you go? Will you go? Some of you are already there, but will you go and do? Will you go? Jesus was called, and he went. Jesus was called, and he went. It says that in saying he ascended, what does it mean but that he had also descended into the lower, into the lower regions of the earth? You say, Jesus was only able to fulfill his call when he was willing to go where his gift was needed. Some of you wonder why you're not whole. Some of you wonder why you can't do what God's calling you to do or, or to be who you feel like God's calling you to be, but you have not gone where he's called you to go. You see, if Jesus Christ had not come into the lower regions, then his call would not have been completed. He would not have ascended to the Father. It would not have worked. But Jesus, in complete obedience to the Father, goes into the dark places. He goes where he is called to go, and he does what God is calling him to do. Quite simply, if you want to be fulfilled in Christ and you want to reach that place to where you are used by him and won by him in this process, then you have to go. You have to go when he calls you to go. We've been talking about answering the call, receiving the call, seeing the call. We've been talking about looking at the vision and, and clarifying the vision, all this kind of stuff. Some of you may have heard that call as we've been through this. And now it's not a matter of, I'm not sure if I'm called, I'm not, sure if I, I'm not sure about my vision, I'm not sure what's going on. Some of you know where you're supposed to go. And you're going, no, no, I will not go. No. No. And it's time for you to say, yes, God. Yes, God, I will go. It is scary. It is scary. But it's time for you to say, I will trust. Yes, God, I will go. Jesus Christ is calling you to go into the scary places. To, go, to be willing to descend into the hard places. You see, we're very willing to go into the easy places. We're very, very quick to go into the, the common places. Yeah, I'll go over there. Yeah, I'll do that. But how hard is it to go into the dark places? That's really hard. If it's really comfortable for you to go into that place, that's fine. You can go there too. But you need to go where it's uncomfortable too. When God calls you, you just need to go. We're going to move on to the last point because this is really needed. We're drawing to the end. Jesus, and this is, this is really the highlight of everything that we talked about. If you don't get anything else today, I want you to hear this. Jesus' completion of his call makes your call possible. Jesus' completion of his call makes your call possible. You see, he descended to pay for your release, and he ascended to equip you for your calling. 
He descended to pay for your release, to set you free from the bondage of sin. There is no other way to be set free. Jesus Christ and faith in him alone is the only route to this salvation. He alone can reunite you with the Father, with wholeness. He alone, there is no other. All religions that preach something other than Jesus Christ is a lie of Satan. Jesus Christ is the one true God. He is the way, the truth, and the life, and no one can get to the Father but by him. He is the one that leads you into salvation. But he also ascended to send the Holy Spirit to you so that you would be equipped to do what God has called you to do. And as we all stand to our feet and as the band come out, you can kind of take the lights down a little bit. I want you to think about that. A lot of you are really scared. A lot of you are are scared of what's going on in your life right now. A lot of you are wondering how you will make it through tomorrow and you come to this place and, and you hear some excitement and, and you see some passion and, and it's good and, and you'd like to see that, but you're not really sure. You, you, you're saying, Brandon, you're talking about gifts and, and leading other people. You're talking about, about imparting gifts to others and helping them fan into flame and helping them realize their gifts. I'm not even sure what I'm going to do tomorrow. I'm not even sure if I'm going to be here. Maybe there's someone here who's even contemplating not being here tomorrow. I know life gets really hard, and we talk about leading and going and, and doing and, and, and moving, and, you know, God's calling you, and, and you need to go. But until you see Jesus Christ for who he is and, and, and believe in him and in the, the penalty that he paid for you, you do not have the right. You do not have the ability to please God. You do not have the ability to, to pour into others and lead them to a place of wholeness. You do, not, you do not possess the gift to give the gift. I got a feeling in my heart that there's some of those here today that you just don't know. You say, that sounds so good. That's what I need. I'm not in a place to lead. I, I need to be led. Jesus Christ is here today. And he is saying, you need to understand that my gift, my gift is loving you. My gift is saving you. My gift is bringing you to a place of wholeness. Don't you worry about you. You come to me. Let me worry about you. Let me bring you to a place of fulfillment. And then I will make you fishers of men. I will give you a purpose and a drive in life like you've never seen. And it's not about where you go or what you do or what you see or what you say or what you wear. It's about who you know. God is far above and beyond our little ideologies of who we think he should be or all of that stuff. And then there's another group in here that say, Brandon, I, I have come to know Christ and he set me free and I know I should go. I know I should go and, and I want to go, but it's so hard. There's nobody around me that, that believes the same way I do. There's, I, get, I know if I go out on that limb, I'll get criticized, and I'm going to lose friends. And I'm going I'm to insult people. People are going to turn their back on me. They're going to laugh at me. If I do what you're calling me to do, it's, it's going to be hard for me. It's going to be painful. I'm going to lose close people to me. Jesus Christ says, I lost it all for you. Will you lose a few for me? Who of you in here is being called and you know you've been called? You hear the call. You're not, you're not looking for salvation at this moment. You're looking for fulfillment. You're looking for courage to step out of the boat. You're looking for courage to go out into unknown and uncharted territories. You see, not only does he lead those to salvation, but he gives the gifts of 
courage, love, peace, fruitfulness. He said himself, I go to prepare a place for you, that where I go, I may bring you to me also. You may come also. He also says that, that I know you don't want me to go. I know, I know that you don't want me to go, but I've got to go so that, so that I can send the helper to you. And he can do in you what needs to be done and bring you to a place that, that no one could deny. And so my first call this morning, as we, as we ourselves move into uncharted territories, don't let me stand and lie and look like Superman with my cap fla flapping in the wind, my cape flapping in the wind. Don't let me fool you. This is not easy. Do you know how many people are going to turn their back? Do you know how many people have already turned their back because of our vision? Do you, how much, do you know how much criticism comes? There's a huge bullseye on my back. I'm going to go. I'm going to go. Not because I am brave enough, not because I have the courage, but because my God went. And He went for me. And I will go for Him. So my first call today is, is that those of you who didn't know it, those of you who it's never clicked until right now that He went for you, would you come and receive salvation? and become part of the family of God today and start this journey with us. Is there one soul in this place that would say, I need God and I've never really seen Him. I've never really known Him. Any in this place that would have the boldness and the courage to come and be saved today? Any? Don't be scared. There is one. Where's the second? Mark. Mark. You play with this man. The kingdom of God has gained a soul today. I love you, Charlie. Who else in this place would be set free from Satan's grip today? Brought into a place. You might have you might have been going to church your whole life. You might have been a a good Baptist boy or a good Pentecostal boy or a good, good Methodist girl. You might have spent your whole life in church. Do you know him? Do you know him? Are you feeling empty inside? Would you like to know this wholeness that I speak of? I'm not going to, this is not my decision, it's yours. One last call. Let go and come. Any other? Praise God for a soul saved today. Praise God. Now I know it's past lunchtime, but I call those of you who have been lazy. I am calling those of you who know you have a call on your life, and maybe it's not that you've been lazy. Some of you have, but some of you have been scared. Some of you have been unsure. Some of you, right now in this moment is the time to answer the call. And so we open up this altar right now for you to come and say, God, I hear you. I have heard you. And it's time for me to answer. And I am giving myself to you in a new way. And I am asking you to show me my gift and equip me to do what you have called me to do. Who in here would say, I need to step further into my call, that I need to answer the call, and today is the day that I do that? Anyone in here would make that, make that jump today? There's one there. Praise God. Who else? It's time for us to get to work. Will you join with us in this mission? Will you join with us in these uncharted waters? Will you join with us to say, I'm not sure exactly what my gift is, but I'm here to be used by God. I'm here to be poured out. And when you get here, we're going to pray and seek God with everything that is inside of us, that he would reveal our call, 
that he would reveal our gift. Even if you're already serving in the well, would you let us pray that God would equip you even further to do his work. Let's pray. Jesus, I cry out to the one true God. I cry out to the one that that holds on to us when we are trying to flee. I call out to you, O oh God, the only one that has the ability to do anything good inside of us at all. I pray that you would equip us, that you would equip us to go into the darkness, that you would equip us to walk in your light, that you would grant us repentance from sin, that we would lead others to that same place. Oh God, thank you for the soul that was saved today. Thank you for the new member of the family. I know the angels are rejoicing in the heavens, and so are we. God, we pray that he would find his place, that he would see his gift. God, I pray for the others in this room that are on their knees at this altar. I pray, God, that you would show, to, show them, reveal to them what you have called them to do, what you have gifted them to do, and give them the courage to step into that calling. Give them the courage to, to say, I don't care what people think. I don't care what people say about me. I don't care what they're going to accuse me of. I am going to go with you. And I will not, I cannot, I will never deny you again. Never. This will come by your strength and your strength alone. I understand that. And so I am pleading with you to do your work, oh God. Please. In Jesus' name. Amen.